This is KVR, Kaiju Vision Radio. I'm Brian Scherchel, and this is the bonus behind-the-scenes special feature on patriotism and creating the show's structure. In the first special bonus feature, titled The Film Descriptions, I explained the basics of the film description template and the rationale for why it exists. However, I did not say much about the thought process behind the entire show's structure, which listeners have become so used to by now. Over the past two weeks on and off, I have put this special feature together to go into my thought process during that time. I'll also say a little bit about my patriotism and its role in the creation of the show. When the planning process started, I got the idea in my head early on to create a unique structure that no other show I'd listened to had done yet that was tailored to the Godzilla movies. I didn't have a specific due date for it to be finished, and it's more about getting the idea, and you'll know once it's done, after it's evolved enough times. I'll start out with Part 3, the related topics. Part 3 is the idea I thought of because of my background. I graduated from the number one public administration school in the United States at the graduate level. Indiana University's School of Public Administration is ranked higher than the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. My background is in comparative and international affairs. For years and years, I've absorbed information about America's foreign policy, world history, and the volatile world of international affairs. It was this background which made me think of doing the related topics in each episode. I thought, what a unique idea to pick Japan-related issues and choose one for each movie. It's unique, and I have plenty of experience to be able to cover the issues. I consider serving this country in whatever capacity a worthwhile endeavor. My duty to my country is expressed in Kaiju Vision Radio through the analysis of all these historical, economic, and cultural topics that I chose. I've had this purpose in mind ever since the beginning. In creating the show, I knew I wanted to highlight the strong, special, and complex relationship between the United States and Japan and treat it with the depth and the respect that it deserves. The U.S. military has a strong connection to the Japanese self-defense forces. There are so many business and technology connections between our two nations, and so many strong friendships between our two peoples. The alliance between the U.S. and Japan is strong, and we have so many common goals that the special relationship between us and Japan is just as special as the relationship between the U.S. and the United Kingdom. The U.S. fought two wars against the U.K., and there was a cold war between the two countries for a long time after that before things finally dramatically changed. With Japan, the U.S. had an uneasy relationship for a while, and fought a modernized war like no one had ever seen. And then things dramatically changed, as they often do in international relations. I strongly believe that America helps its friends and its allies, and that we stay strong for them as they help us. So all of this was going through my head as I thought, wow, how about I pick an issue that each movie references, and then examine that issue with a sense of perspective and actually reflect on the issues fairly and meaningfully. At the same time, I explain what the movie is saying about these issues. The movies often express what I call the Japanese national spirit. The Godzilla movies and other Japanese movies express Japanese opinions about the issues. The wide variety of issues I've covered is astoundingly comprehensive, and I wasn't afraid to cover issues that could be made very controversial if the wrong person was discussing them. For the first Godzilla movie, I chose the occupation of Japan. 
And for the first King of the Monsters movie, I chose the Tokyo War Crimes Tribunal. I was completely unafraid to choose these issues, but I did make sure that I was fair and that I was measured in my discussion and in my research. Since those two episodes, Kaiju Vision has covered issues from the Senkaku Islands dispute to globalization, nationalism, U.S. military bases, Japanese economics issues like the lost decade and deflation, historic moments in Japan's history like the Olympics, Japan's relationship with NATO, energy security in Japan, the Yasukuni Shrine, Japan's place in the Cold War, the status of historically oppressed minorities in Japan, like the Ainu, and the ascension of the most recent emperors in Japanese history. It's all there, and all related somehow to the movies of the Godzilla franchise or other tokusatsu movies from Toho. Especially in the Shin Godzilla episode, I differed from established opinions on the film and expressed how Americans should not freak out about the so-called nationalism in the movie, and how we should be able to identify patriotism when we see it. The first hour of that episode that I wrote is all about that subject. It's an amazing thing to cover so many controversial issues without creating controversy itself, without oversimplifying things and instead demonstrating how to think about the issues with an open mind and with good intentions in heart. No podcast has done anything like these related topics, and I'm so glad that I saw the idea through to its realization. It's truly next level, and it has been so worthwhile to have this part of the show continuing ever since the beginning. Now I'll get to talking about part one of the show. Some shows that cover movies in their episodes, they have a plot summary at the beginning. To people who had seen the movie a bunch of times already, this would probably tend to be a bit boring because they know the narrative enough. Another issue I found was that the discussion or monologues about the movies in some shows would often get interrupted by a bunch of facts. So there'd be something like, this movie was the first time this or that was done in a Godzilla movie, or Eiji Tsuburaya was the director of special effects for this movie, things like that. This is mostly info that's already known, but to those more unfamiliar, it's valuable information if you haven't heard it yet. So if you take the pieces of the discussion that are simply the dispensation of facts, then put those pieces together, that's worth doing. Here's my rationale for why. First, it gives everyone the set of facts that the episode takes into account. When the listener and the host have the same set of facts in front of them, it's easier to come to understandable conclusions as the episode goes on. Second, I thought that since these facts were important enough, have the facts at the beginning, get it all out of the way, get it over with. It's a way to free up the audience's mind from having to go back and forth between basic facts and detailed analysis or opinions. When you're discussing something, it's cumbersome to have to keep going back to the basics. Third, it's a great way to refresh listeners on what really mattered in the movie, the main characters, the theme... So if you haven't seen this movie in a while, this is everything you need to remember the movie yourself. The description sets off more in your mind to remember than a simple plot summary does. Anyone can look up a plot summary. But the film description would be an original and unique essay that's logically organized. There are currently 160 pages of these essays now, over 54 episodes, and the pile of them just keeps getting bigger. The film description should have a set format that allows the listener to compare the movies to each other no matter what order the episodes were listened to. This was particularly important when going over 30 Godzilla movies one after the next. 
the lack of a common system to be able to describe every one of the movies was something I thought was valuable because it establishes a common frame of reference. Describing all of these movies with a template every time is valuable because a lot of the discussion in the fandom is about comparing the movies to each other. When developing the idea, first I made a list of questions that were common enough that they could be answered in the case of every Godzilla movie. So here were some of the questions. What is the tone of the film? What kind of Godzilla is in this film? What's the central problem? How is the problem posed in the movie solved? How, how experimental is the film? What methods are used to fight the problem? So once that list of questions was finished, the next phase had to go forward. I thought, well, asking these questions and answering them isn't all that interesting, so what if I just say the answers to the questions? Then the Q&A becomes an essay, and once it's read in the podcast, it's a speech for all practical purposes. In the second bonus feature, I went into detail about my decisions on whether a Godzilla film is an expansion of style for the franchise, or if the film reinforces existing style more than it creates anything new. All of the charts are in the YouTube video. That took a while to decide, but every movie in the Godzilla franchise got put into one category or the other. I've never seen something like this done before anywhere else, but it makes sense that this kind of system would arise from the necessity to examine every movie in the longest-running, most prolific movie franchise in history. As far as the order of what to say everything in, I separated them into three categories. What's going on, what are the movie's elements, and what is the movie trying to tell us? That way, you've established flow, starting with characters in the movie and ending with themes and other big ideas about the movie. Next, I'll talk a bit about part two. Once all the description is done, the next part in the structure is the analysis or discussion. And if I decide to do so, it'll be a chronological commentary. Discussions and analysis are way better to listen to when there aren't a ton of basic facts rattled off intermittently. That disrupts the rhythm, and it makes everything sound a tad preachy in a way. The film description instead is a dispassionate examination of the film describing what's on the screen and what its structure is. The facts are easy to find, but presenting them in this manner takes some work. But the work is worth it because the discussion and analysis is more worthwhile to listen to. There was a change in the format of Part 2 for the episodes involving the 1990s Heisei movies. These episodes, since I knew they'd be a little more comical because of my opinions on the films, I elected to start by saying what we liked about the movie first, then moving to things that we didn't. Regardless of my opinions on the 1989-1999 to era of Godzilla, I would rather start off with what the movies did right. So that is the story of how the three-part format was created for Kaiju Vision. Instead of just pressing record and going, I wanted to be original and create something new that fits to the subject matter. The structure itself reveals the important information and opinions every time it's used. I think it's way better to reveal things like information and analysis through these methods. Like Dr. Tadakoro in The Submersion of Japan, I go with my gut and I use my background to see what I can find. Then I'll give you my perspective and the facts as plainly as I can present them. And most importantly, I'm giving you the structure that expertly facilitates greater international understanding. Which is what the motto of GFAN is. International understanding through Godzilla. 
If you'd like to send some feedback, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is feedback at kaijuvision.com. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Kaiju Vision Radio is available on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, YouTube with scenic videos, and on kaijuvision.com. I'm Brian Scherchel, and this is KVR Kaiju Vision Radio. See you next time.